Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 20th chapter. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on Jesus at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere so that they might catch him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly, and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Show me a denarius. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? They said, Caesar's. He said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answer, they became silent. There came to him some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children. And the second and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they cannot die any more, because they are equal to angels and are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed, in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him any question. But he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord. So how is he his son? This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Mark Preuss from St. Andrew's Lutheran Church and Campus Center in Laramie, Wyoming. It must be that Jesus is tested because he was tested in our place. The devil tested or tempted him in the desert, and the devil continued to tempt him through the Pharisees and Sadducees. The greatest temptations come from believing the wrong thing and despair. All other shame and vice that give us misery stems from these two temptations, believing the wrong thing and despair. The Pharisees and Sadducees were attacking Christ to take him down from his position of authority, but they were attacking God's word. All false doctrine comes from pride, and their pride didn't want to submit to Christ. Jesus passes every temptation with the word of God. 
He defeats the Pharisees by telling them to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. The kingdom of God doesn't need your taxes or gold or silver. This kingdom is above every authority that is named. Jesus is ascended into heaven and at God's right hand, far above all principalities and authorities and powers, including the power of Rome or the United States. But his authority is also over the law that accuses you. The Pharisees thought that the law gave them righteousness, but in their asking Jesus the question, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? They showed they didn't care about the law. They wanted to make Jesus into a rebel or make the people not trust him because he supported the Roman government. Jesus' answer is that it is lawful to give taxes to Caesar, but the way he says it is important. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, including the coin that has his image in it. He says, give to God's, God what is God's. There's the law. Give to God what is God's. Your heart, soul, mind, thoughts, desires, strength, body, and soul. Give it all to God. He made it to be pure. It belongs to him. Jesus can demand this not only because it is what the law teaches, but because he fulfills the law that he gives. He gives all of himself to God, all of the humanity he took on, his mind, his will, his feelings, his pain, his joys. These joined inseparably, inseparably to the Son of God he has always been. These he offers up to God even when the Father demands that he suffers for our sins against the law, against love, against himself. Give to God what is God's and what power does Caesar have? His kingdom has fallen, but the kingdom of God stands today, living by the body and blood Jesus offered up to God to buy something more precious than gold or silver, to buy back you, to redeem you. Jesus faces false doctrine for you. He faces false belief and despair. The Sadducees deny the resurrection, but what hope is there apart from the resurrection? We could go follow the various views of the soul being immortal and living after death, but that's only a dream. What about the body? Views of eternal life without the body require that we ignore the value of our bodies. These views require that we ignore the truth of the law that instructs us to use our bodies to love, and such views deny that God came into the flesh to redeem our bodies along with our souls. The brother married his dead brother's wife to raise a son for him so that his brother's inheritance might remain and continue. But all of those inheritances protected by Moses and the law are gone now, just as marriage will be gone in heaven, except for one marriage. It is the marriage of God to our flesh and blood. God has joined it together and man can't separate it. This brings the marriage of Christ to his bride, the church. God has joined us together through faith in him and neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation can separate us from this love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. David sang this truth but knew that God desired truth in the inward parts and the heart. He knew his sin and he knew his Lord. His Lord is our Lord. He is the one who defeats false doctrine. He does it by his words, and his words come from the eternal majestic glory of God and are spoken through his flesh and blood lips to us today through the holy scriptures which have made us to know with David wisdom in the hidden part, in our hearts, where our doubts are, where we don't know where to go when our guilt comes and we can't make up for our sin. Then Jesus comes with his Holy Spirit and points to our unclean hearts and he says, Give me that. That's mine. That's God's. It belongs to him. I bought it with my own blood. I'll take that filthy heart and create in you a clean one. Give me what belongs to me. Give me your guilt and I will give you innocence. Give me your sins and I forgive you. Give me your death and I give you my resurrection. Pour all of your despair upon me and the hope I speak will swallow it all and cast it into darkness I am calling you out of. Trust in me. I love you. I don't lie. I defeat the lie and thereby save you. Amen. 
We thank Pastor Mark Preuss from St. Andrew's Lutheran Church and Campus Center in Laramie, Wyoming, for today's Meditation on God's Word.